My name is Chance. I write the chance.blogspot.com, um, which is mostly just about Overwatch. Uh, with me, as always, is Chamberlain of the Infinite Backlog. Chamberlain, how are you doing this week? I'm here. Country's still here. The air, the sun came up in the morning. I can still breathe the air. Things that's have calmed a, down a little bit. That's a low metric. That giant cloud of smug from up north is kind of no, no, a it's, little bit. no, it's still here. <laughs> it's still it's, rolling it's, in. Okay. It's absolutely still here, and we're <laughs> like, I, we're all we're all terrified for you. By the time I got back to work after I was off for a week, uh, by the time I got back to work, everyone at work had kind of been talked out of the Trump thing. Okay, so I haven't I haven't had a conversation with anyone in that circle. But uh, everyone in my life that I kind of bump into when it comes up, it's just, we're See, all shocked and terrified for the you. The problem, from my point of view, is that I am one of the lucky specific demographic and gender, and honestly tax bracket, that will be okay. So I need to force myself to realize that it's not okay. Just because I'm going to be okay doesn't mean everything's okay. Yeah, just no. you know empathy remember empathy remember that yeah. there are more people out there who are not straight and white and a homeowner i yeah. mean it's yeah i have to keep kicking myself to remember that yeah no there are people who are legitimately frightened about things yeah so. and uh and the whole thing about you know he's gonna go in there and drain the swamp <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. the, the first announcements to his cabinets are like the def- Definitive fucking yeah. slimy Giuliani insiders. And, uh, the, the, the head of the EPA is a climate change denier. <laughs> like it's it's a it's like a comedy. He's it's not like even a scientist. He doesn't know no. anything. No, he doesn't know uh, anything. And oh, it's just it's and uh. what I think will happen. And we'll let this drop. Is that. A lot of the, the the most insane things he promised that a lot of people latched onto, like you know, d- deporting three four million people and the giant wall and this and that, are, you can't do. You can't I'm logistically. Sure you can't Obama deported that many people. That's well, easy. But okay, but but legality and that's other things that he can't do. He 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 can't build this wall and make somebody else pay for it. I mean, th- th- there'll be promises that he cannot keep or will no, backtrack but, from that people will resent him for. But there'll be so much that he can do because he's got the Senate, he's got the House. For two and, years. For two years. It'll bounce. Oh, It'll I'd bounce. Be, we'll see. We'll, it, he will have to do very, very bad for it to bounce. Obama and lost the, the, uh, the Senate in two years. To me, the most terrifying thing is just the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that is... That is going to have a long, long time of ramification, and that's where the human rights questions end up, and that's where you want them to have the compassionate and correct and just answer, and <laughs> that's not... That's not Ginsburg really has to just not die. She looks like she's on death's door all the time, but she needs to not die <laughs> for four yeah. years. Notorious RBG. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Well, to okay, all right. So, what, yes. what, what video games have you been playing? Um, well, I, after last week, I finished Call of Duty: Infinite Warfare, and okay. and my God, it was an emotionally affecting Call of Duty game. Yeah, I read that post, and 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 it's because for the first time. Since I remember, since the old like World War Two Call of Duties, it treated its characters with some respect and with some depth, and the character, the main character at least, had an honest character arc. He changed from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. His sense of of leadership and captainship came, and it's still a lot of ura military chest thumping nonsense, but at the very least, 
what he thought about how you should lead evolved. And his understanding of sacrifice for the greater good, you know, the needs of the many outweighing the needs of the few, so on and so forth, um, evolved towards the end. So by the time you get to the end of the game, and he literally orders a pilot to do a suicide attack on somebody, and literally leads, you know, all but four of his entire crew on a suicide mission for the greater good, you kind of understand where he's coming from. And then these epitaphs at the end, there's eight epitaphs at the end, where, where characters read, you know, they, they, apparently everybody had one, and if you die, this is played for your family, are just, they were just heartbreaking. They were well-written, well-voice-acted. I mean, the fucking robot was tugging at your heartstrings. So uh, the main character is a guy named Nick Reyes? Nick Reyes, yeah. He's just a hotshot pilot in the beginning. And, oh. and, and the very first thing that happens is Mars... Um, attacks, unprovoked, attacks the Earth through a sneak <laughs> Mars attack. Attacks. Mars attacks. At, 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 at. Um, <laughs> that was a good movie. Anyway, and and they're out there fighting. He and he and his partner, um, Salt is her name. Her her handle is Salt. Um, they're up there fighting, and and he gets word that the carrier he's from is ramming the opponent carrier, and he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And the helmsman says, sorry, captain's orders. And his character rams the opposing character. And in doing so, saves a ton of people because he drives it off. But Reyes is, a belief, is of the belief that it is the captain's job to have all the soldiers still there at the end of the day. To avoid sacrifice at all possible. And he's going to come in and give the captain shit for this. Well, the captain died in that attack. And so did most of the Earth fleet. They're out of captains, so now Reyes is captain. And for the first two-thirds of the game, he's not very good because he can't make the hard call. He can't send people to die, even when it's for the greater good. Uh, the game was written by a guy named Brian Bloom, who played Reyes. Hmm, interesting. It, his only other writing credit is the A-Team movie. Oh, really? Ago. That was a fun movie. I, I suppose, it. yeah. I mean, maybe the bar was set low because it's a Call of Duty game and the previous couple have been literally chest-thumping chest ura. Nothing else. But, I mean, this game, it had characters. It had interesting characters that, that learned and changed, and it was a good shooter on top of that, and it's the part of the game that nobody but you and I care about. Yeah, I, I, so, I want to check it out just kind of based off just based wait off for it to trailer, be on sale. based off your reactions. But no, then I'd have, like, one Call of Duty game in my seat. <laughs> and then maybe one day, like, you know, my, my kid or something is going, I've, I've heard of these, these were really popular. Oh, yeah, they were super popular. How come you've only got the one? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the rest? You have, like, you have like the entire Devil May Cry series? Yes, yes, and one Call of Duty. Well, I, you, I, you even have Devil May Cry 2. You don't uh, have Modern uh, Warfare 2 ooh. in here? What the fuck? Yeah, I, it's, I could have gone with twice the length of the campaign. I mean, it was like seven hours, if that, and I, I could have played 20 hours of this. I mean, the, the, the campaign in, by itself, there was a problem that there were, there were more optional missions than there were required missions. So if you weren't paying attention, you could finish the game and have seen like one third of it. Oh. But Do the I was, optional missions take you to like areas that you yes, they're they're see? completely different areas. Yeah, cool. They're they're different areas. Either either like sneaking onto a ship and taking it, or there's a really cool one that is on an asteroid that's in near sun orbit that has there's a bomb that's gone off on it and mm -hmm. set it in this very fast rotation where when you're on the side of the asteroid facing the Earth, you will die if you're outside, but then it flips and it's dark. So you have to do all your movement when you're in the dark and then hide when it's in the light again. And it's a 
brilliant looking set piece. It's great. Um, and then there's a second mission after that where you come back to that in your spaceships and you're fighting and it's timed because you're so close to the sun, your shields will only last for so long before you just burn up. I mean, I mean, time missions usually suck, but at least this one made sense for why it was a timed mission. But no, it's it's not like these are repeats of other areas or or a different mission on the same map. They're entirely different things that are completely skippable. I don't understand why they made them that optional because they're not any better or worse than the other story missions. So I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was a lot of fun. I wish there was more of it. I I still will never ever touch the multiplayer because no. <laughs> A 12-year-old. Yeah. GG nub. Mm-hmm. And we will never get good enough to take care of those people, but... Teabag. Yeah. No, oh, God. The Halo guys in teabagging. I made the mistake of trying to play, like, Halo 3 or Halo 4 online once. Oh, my God. That was a bad time. You just feel so small when you realize yeah. these 14-year-olds are so much better than you at this game. I remember I uh, the one time I tried, I, I think I bought Modern Warfare 2 just because, you know, it was so bloody popular. And then I tried the multiplayer once, <laughs> and I someone killed me here. And I don't know if the enemy spawns are random or you spawn in the same place, but when I respawned, a grenade landed at my feet instantly and killed me. <laughs> this is fun. And it showed on the kill cam <laughs> that the guy had thrown it from, like, the other side of the map because I think he knew exactly where the fuck I was going to spawn. Yeah, probably. And I was like, okay, um, I'm done. I'm I'm not learning this. (laughs) But if you think about it, you are approaching that level of proficiency with Overwatch. 100% I am. Yes. But I'm not... uh, You weren't weren't in on the ground floor with the Call of Duty thing, so it's kind of tough to come into that. Yeah, I I came in relatively close to the ground floor with Overwatch, and I know, like, I can watch uh, videos of people playing it on PC and know that I will never be that good. And I know that when I post my videos to forums, like every now and then I'll post one of the one of the clip shows to, to uh, uh, the Penny Arcade forum. And I know, like, some, some people do give it hearts, which I love. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I know that most people are watching this going, God, this guy's not very good. <laughs> half because it's on PS4, and the game plays, like, half as fast as it does on PC. Yeah. On the consoles. It's interface, I mean. It's, and the other half that. is because, you know, like, I'm just, I'm just having fun. And every one of the clip shows is generally just, like, whatever I did for my last night and a half playing Overwatch over a weekend. So it's not like this is all the awesomest shit I've ever done. That's why that's why my last one, uh, this Reaper clip show, starts off with a quintuple kill because that's the coolest thing I've ever done with Reaper. But it was months ago. <laughs> it was months ago, and I just got lucky one day. And then play the game went to a fucking Genji getting a double kill. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, no escape. I get all my hearts in the tattoo thread. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I mean, I mean, I can't recommend that you buy it because you'd play it and it would sit in your collection, just collect, just just collecting dust in the safe. Oh man, but, that's I mean, so much this year. Yeah, but I I, I will, I will yeah, absolutely give kudos to Infinity Ward for for going above and beyond the call of duty. Ha ha ha! That that for making a campaign that I actually cared about when I was done. So fun. Yeah. Eight out of ten. Yeah. I'll give that an eight. And and the fact that it's like a triple A sci-fi. Oh, I know. T- to me, that's very appealing. Yes. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be so attracted to a Medal of Honor to a Call of Duty game, but I am. I mean, it's, it's like when you. It's like you. I'm seeing like you know this this shape walking down the hall, and I'm like, mm-hmm, who's that? And oh, it turns it's around. It's it's Call of Duty, and I'm like, no, uh, ooh, <laughs> no, no, no. I know your personality, and I dislike. <laughs> You've got so much baggage. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't date you. 
So, so I, I hear Dishonored Two is exactly what the doctor ordered. Yes, it is. It is the hot shit. Um, uh, there's. Uh, I saw I saw a speed run last night. Where I turned on a speed run video that someone had apparently beaten the game in thirty minutes, in just over thirty minutes. Wow. Yes, and uh, it's designed with all these supernatural abilities. Most most crucially, blink, which mm-hmm. allows you to like get up heights and cross distances you wouldn't otherwise be able to. And what really kind of crushed me was at the top of the video, it showed um, how much time was spent in each level during the speed run. And so now I know that I'm on, like, the second last mission. Oh, no! And that's not enough mission. <laughs> that's not enough, because it is literally, like, the third big proper mission. Oh. Yes. That being said, DLC. each mission takes fucking hours. Like, again, I'm on, like, the third proper mission. I've, I think I've put, like, 12 hours into it. Nice. Okay. Yes, like, it is colossal. And I know for a fact that all of the earlier missions I've done, and I'm sure this one as well, I've only gotten, like... I, um, in in keeping with the spirit of the old Thief games, which is really what it is, mm-hmm. um, it keeps a counter of how much uh, treasure and gold you steal out of people's homes and shit <laughs> as you're rolling through these districts and completing these levels. And at the end, it says you got twenty five hundred gold out of four thousand, and you're you like, feel, what? you feel so incomplete. What have like, I missed? Where, where the fuck? Where the <laughs> fuck was another fifteen hundred gold sitting in there? I have no idea. So these levels are colossal, and it is such a it is such a counterpoint to that shitty thief reboot we got a couple <laughs> years ago, where you're never going to stop beating up on that game, are you? No, no, because because it had a fucking legacy <laughs> to yeah. live up to, and and it was not that. No. Um, and one of the things that was both beautiful and off putting about that game was that when you go to open a drawer in Thief. Your hand reaches out and you grasp the drawer and you pull it open. And when there's an item in there, you can see the hand reach in, grab the item, pull it out. It's all very beautifully done. Mm. In this, you see a drawer, you hit the button, the drawer opens. Okay. You you have to lean in to look at a coin in there, put your cursor over the coin, hit the button, the coin disappears. Mm. So it's not as beautifully presented, but somehow that way of interacting with the environment is much more somehow much more tactile it feels realer it feels like like you lean around a corner and then you 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 press you press triangle and then you can lean in directions without Hmm. being spotted okay and so like you lean around a corner and you lean forward a little bit and now you're just close enough to grab a key off this guy you know (laughs) so it feels much it feels much more immersive than thief um what was the other game i was comparing it to it was, I it was don't know the first game. Thief. No, no, there was Thief and some, or there was the new Thief and something else. Uh, game See, we write these things and we forget about them immediately afterwards. I do. <laughs> uh, Bioshock. Bioshock. Oh yeah, Infinite. One. Yes. No, not not Infinite, but, but the, the good Bioshocks. <laughs> <laughs> the good ones. Um, that that level of immersion, this incredible, real feeling world. And the way that you, when you worked your way through Bioshock, I don't know about you, but I certainly took my time. Oh, yeah. There's so much I, to see in this story everywhere. Yes. I looked at everything. I went, and every time I went into a combat scenario, the first time I walked into a room was usually just to find out what the fuck is in there. And then the second time I walk into that room, I've got a plan. Hmm. And you kind of you 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 plan things out really strategically, and when it all comes together, fuck, it feels good. <laughs> and this is very much that. Where the first time you walk into an alley, 
you have no idea what you're going to find in there, but it's okay because you just quick saved. One of the things Alex loves about it, which I do as well, you hit the uh, you hit the uh, the touchpad on the PS4, and your menu button comes up, and then you can just Ooh. hold down L2, and it will do a quick save. And if you do a full save, it locks you into this saving, saving, saving thing. But you do the quick save, the bar fills up, being quick save, you go right back into the game, you keep playing as it saves. Ah, you can save scum. All right, I'm yes, all for that. It's, yes, it's a very... But what this allows me to do is not kill anyone ever. Ah, so you're playing as... Uh, I forget her name now, the female yeah, character. I am playing as Emily. Okay. Because I have the opportunity to play as... Oh, and this is another one of the things I wanted to bring up. So last week and the week before... I complained about uh, Tomb Raider, and I complained about the Wonder Woman trailer being shitty, lazy feminism. Hyper-feminism. In, in, yeah. yeah um, invincible feminism. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and really, I think it, like, you know, I'm all for feminism, but I think those do them in a really uh, blunt, crude, um, lazy way. Mm -hmm. I don't like it at all. This is correct, good feminism. Okay. Um... What is her name? What is her, her name? Her name is Emily Caldwin, and I Emily. spelled it and I spelled okay. it wrong in the blog blog post. Um, but um, she is she is bad fucking ass. But it's never. I don't know. It it, it never feels like. Oh, you fight pretty well for, for a, a girl. girl. Like yeah. that never comes up. Um, one of the things that is almost always denied a female protagonist in video games is a love interest. If you pay attention to, like, a lot of the story in this game, much like the Thief games, and much like Bioshock, is hidden off in the periphery, in, in notes that you find, audio yeah. logs, shit like that. And if you go investigating, she does have a love interest. Huh. And in fact, uh, I'm pretty sure, I should go back and watch it again, but I'm pretty sure you actually watch the love interest die at the, oh. beginning, at the beginning of the game. Um, but the fact that she has one, that she that this is a... A strong female protagonist who is allowed to have love interest. That is very, very rare. Now, hmm. the love interest is female. So? Well, here's, here's the thing. It's 2016. I know, I know, I know. I know <laughs> to but, quote your prime minister. <laughs> but, um, and, like, I, at, at one, like, on one hand, I have absolutely no problem with that. Awesome, 2016. On the other hand, um, I know that the reason that's done in a game, when there's a female main character... And she has a love interest. It's always a lesbian relationship. And the reason that is, is because it's non-threatening to male gamers. So that feels like the one concession this game made in what was, what is otherwise ex an exceptionally well handled female lead. Okay. She, she is really cool. She is badass. And she's mostly badass through her actions, but she keeps a diary on the ship that she's on. And maybe Corvo does as well. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to ask, well, are Corvo's missions the same? Actually, it turns out they are. Oh. It turns out they are. They are the exact same missions. It's not a whole separate campaign. Darn it. But, and I, I again, not enough levels. Yeah. I, I don't think. But what, um, the levels themselves are ridiculous. Hmm. Like, they are insane. It makes me want to go back and play the original, because actually I've got a uh, DLC code for the Dishonored Up port. Um, oh. Actually, I should give it away in the blog, because I've also got that game on Blu-ray somewhere. Um, yeah, look for that later this week. Why not? We'll do that. Nice. <laughs> um, 
Leave a um, comment on the podcast if you heard that, please. That's right. Leave, leave a comment on the podcast. But how would I get it to you? Yeah, someone would have to that's, email me. There's a lot of logistics going on here. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Anyway, <laughs> um, the levels are so huge that, again, it has, like, I'm not done it yet. And I've already put 12 hours into a single player game. A single player, ostensibly linear game. The levels themselves are sprawling, just colossal. And another huge thing about it, which is again, just a smack in the face of that fucking thief reboot, <laughs> is when you're in a room and you can hear people in the next room, that's actually a room over there. When you're in a building, the entire architecture of the building makes sense. You mm. can intuit where you have to go and where you need to go. And if you can't really find a way to get in there inside the building, I guarantee you there's a way to get into that room from the outside or from the top or from below. There is always a way. You can explore every inch. And this is just a little building on the periphery just as you come in towards your main objective. And then once you've spent two fucking hours clearing a district, knocking everyone out, stealing everything you fucking can, you stand in front of this gigantic building and it's like, oh, oh, oh main course. It's amazing. It's so good. So you're you're doing a no-kill run. I predict that when I start it, I'll be doing a Corvo High Chaos run. Just because Corvo's got... I mean, I know you had said that the, the powers... The non-lethal powers are more interesting this time. Well, they are for Emily, but Corvo has the same powers. Apparently, they've all kind of been cranked to 11 to make them more interesting, more fun, more cool. Um, What Emily has that, in terms of gameplay, I just love and is what allows me to do non-lethal really successfully and make it a lot of fun, is she has this thing where she can link the fates of NPCs. So she can link four NPCs together once you have the skill maxed out and then just choke out one of them and knock them out. And then they all go, ugh, and fall over. Um, And by the same, by the same thing, you can kill them, kill one of them and they will all die. You could, uh, if there's three in a room that you can't get into, but they could maybe see you, you can link the three of them in the room, then call in a doppelganger of yourself, link the doppelganger, kill the doppelganger and they oh, all die. Wow, okay. Yes, like it gets it gets really really complex and all of the skills really um really dovetail really nicely with each other and work really well and create these interesting scenarios that you couldn't that the the developers couldn't have imagined like just today it came out that when you're falling from a height that will kill you, you can summon a doppelganger on the ground and then perform a drop assassination on your doppelganger and survive the fall. <laughs> So by making you more powerful, it allowed the developers to be more creative. Um, by giving you, by giving the player more tools, perhaps it allowed them to, I don't know, give you more space, give you enough rope to hang yourself. Yeah, and that's that's really um, that, that's part of the design kind of conceit of the game is that if you want to just blitz through this game, killing everyone, getting in all kinds of fights, running right to the objective, getting it done, absolutely, you can be done this game in thirty minutes. If you want to, you know, kill everyone in the entire world, you can. And the world will react to that choice you've made. Mm. There will be, um, I, obviously I haven't done it yet, but in the first game there, were, there was a plague of rats. And the more people you killed, the more rat-infested bodies you found, and the more rats were scurrying across the streets of Dunmore. Mm. In this one, uh, there's a thing called a bloatfly infestation, and these ah. are like giant glowing mosquitoes. And and they're pretty nasty things. And so Those if you Fallout, I think there are bloodflies in Fallout. Radioactive oh, yeah, bloodflies, right. as right. big as your head. Bloodflies. Maybe it's called bloodflies. Bloodflies. Blood yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. And Still. Uh, so the the game is designed to 
be successful with any sort of way you want to approach it. It's like that. It's like uh, in the in the last Deus Ex game, not the new one. But there was that one building that you came across early in Detroit, and you discovered that there were like four different ways to get inside this place. Yeah. And then later in the game, it didn't give you that much choice. It was kind of like, we could do this. We're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. Every, every, like almost every room in Dishonored 2 has that. Has that amount of of uh, player agency where you can really decide how to approach this. And it wants you to be successful. But it will still make it challenging. Like, fuck. As a design, it's staggering. It's amazing. Cool. Yes. I'll play it eventually. So I have this giant, chunky PS4 Pro sitting a few yeah, feet I, away from me. I heard you might not want to play Watch Dogs 2 on that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, by the time I get to it, they'll patch it probably. Um, yeah, I, I I don't have enough information yet to give you anything but the hottest of takes. Like it arrived, I set it up, I did the backup onto a USB drive, I restored it, all my stuff is there. And then I looked through the games that I owned for ones that were augmented by the PS4 Pro, and I re-downloaded Infamous First Light, and <laughs> ooh, yeah, it, it looks very crisp. Um, it, gives you, it gives you the option to either run at a higher resolution in the same frame rate, or a lower resolution with HDR, but at locked 60. <laughs> and I tried them both, and I actually preferred the higher resolution to the frame rate, because it, it was already pretty smooth. Um, but the HDR makes a big difference, especially because you've got neon powers bouncing around. I mean, I don't necessarily want to play the game again, but it proved that, yes, they weren't talking shit when they said that they are putting improvements in for existing games. Uh, I loaded up Thumper, didn't notice any difference, because I think Thumper mostly is on the VR side. Um, yeah, but I thought I saw something about 4K for Thumper. I, maybe it was, but the game was already so simplistic looking that it was mm. already pretty crisp. Okay. Uh, I did finally get around to buying Res. I bought Res Infinity, and okay. that is it, it is of course the prettiest version of Res that I have ever seen. And the new <laughs> level is just amazing. I had forgotten how difficult the actual final boss of Res is, so I got to her and didn't actually beat it. I got to do that again, hmm. preferably when nobody's home, so I can crank the music all the way up. Because if you don't get the bass in Res, you're missing like half of the experience. You don't have like a good quality pair of headphones? No, I have a good quality pair of 7.1 speakers, but the problem is people live in this house with me. Yeah, so. 7.1 7 surround sound speaker headphones, baby. Yeah, I, maybe. I, I love my PlayStation Gold headset. Oh, once yeah. I played once I played Dead Space with it back on the PS3, I was like, okay, I'm yeah. going back. That's have you looking backwards for your things sneaking up behind you. Yeah, um, yeah, and and it and it helps in Overwatch. Yeah, you hear where <laughs> like they're coming the, from. Yeah, yeah, there's a part in the clip show that I just put up where I'm I'm behind a Reaper going on to a point on Anubis, or I'm behind a Reinhardt and I'm playing Reaper, and I hear um, I hear a Genji call out his ult on the enemy team. He's about to fucking wipe us, but because I'm wearing these headphones, I know he's behind me. <laughs> So nice. I pop my ult, and I start walking backwards as I do my ult, and I kill him. <laughs> Headphones made all the difference. Nice. So, I mean, it's sitting there. I, 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 it is a worthy investment for me because I have the TV to support it. But, of course, because gods are fickle, this arrives, and what shows up from Gamefly but ReCore, Xbox One exclusive, Exist Archive, which doesn't use anything for the PS PlayStation 4 Pro, and Forza Horizon 3. Ooh. So I've got this new piece of hardware that I'm not going to do anything with until something else shows up. Um, so I'm going to assume you jumped right into Forza. Uh, no, I have a strict personal rule that things get played in the order in which they arrive. So what? I've started playing Recore. I've heard very Be mediocre things. It, see, the problem was... Well, there's a number of problems. Recore's not very good. Um, 
I started playing it directly after playing Infamous First Light in 4K, which makes Recar Recar look terrible. <laughs> Just awful. Like jaggies all over the place. No colors. Everything is the same color desert. Terrible. It's just, oh. And then there's the problem that, that, that at its core, Rico is trying to be a Ratchet and Clank game. And Ratchet and Clank games are, if nothing else, visually interesting. I mean, they're good for everything, but the levels themselves are fun to look at. Gorgeous. And this one, it's like, you have desert, and then there's more desert. And here's a cave with some crystals that's boring, and you have more desert. Congratulations, you've seen all there is to see in Recore. You've so it already? No, that's the thing. Oh, okay. It knows that it's short. So at the, for the last mission, it places this arbitrarily high number of, of, of doodads you have to collect. Like, they're, they're, like any, any, any quote-unquote free-roaming adventure game, there's bits of crap all over the place to pick up. And one of them are these specific cores, these prismatic cores that you don't know what they do, but you're picking them up because they open doors. And there are different side missions that require a specific number of cores to pick up, you know, five or ten. And I, I knew that there was this, this high boundary for the last level, so I was kind of taking my time. And by the time I got to it, I had 19. So I looked up on GameFAQs. How many do I need to finish the last tower to beat the game? Yeah, 45. So all last night, I went backwards through these boring levels, digging around, trying to find more of these prismatic cores. I got to like 36. I've got nine more to go. It's just not... And they're, they're, it's not that it's just ugly, and it is, but there are questionable design decisions too. So Jewel, the primary character, only has one weapon. She's got a rifle with four different colors. That's all it does. And you, 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 you attack an enemy with a matching color, it does more damage. That is the extent of your character's arsenal. You've got, in the beginning, one, and then two, and then finally four different robot companions with you, each of which is basically a key to unlocking a specific obstacle. Either a spider climbs on things, or you've got a flying one that takes you up on vents, you've got the dog one that digs in the ground, and you've got the gorilla one that breaks things. Which is cool, but you can only have two with you at any given time. And the walk back from where you find something to where you can change them takes forever. Well, it's okay, just well, not. You, you said it's like Ratchet and Clank. How's the platforming? The platform. Okay, the platforming itself, control-wise, is not bad. It, it has some pretty intricate levels where it's like a linear U-shaped level, but it's got progressively more and more ridiculous obstacles to get past. Okay. So you've got your double jump and your air dash, and you're and you're, you're going through these rings that recharge your air dash, and aiming for this platform that's 100 feet away that's about as big as your feet. And it works. The actual platforming is not bad, but the levels you're doing it in are so drab that you don't care. Hmm. So, I mean, there's a reason this one showed up and disappeared immediately. I mean, even at 40 bucks, this is that... It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And then I got to play Exist Archive because I want to start that too and see what's next. But yeah, I wish I could have kept up with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, well, Darkest Dungeon, Dishonored, Overwatch, plates full. Couldn't I'm kind of like so I'm big. kind of amazed. I I believe I actually will finish Dishonored, <laughs> which will make it like the first single player game I have finished since Overwatch came out. <laughs> Well, since Doom. It's a harsh mystery. Well, Doom, you couldn't stop. Doom is like, it's a drug. Yeah, Yeah. you start it, you're like, oh, fiending for more Doom. And we're we're getting to the point where I'm looking back over the year and thinking about Game of the Year. Ooh, it's going to be tough. There's only really four for me. There's there's Doom, 
Overwatch, Darkest Dungeon, uh, Dishonored. And I'm sorry, Dishonored is not, like, as amazing as Dishonored is and as valuable as I still find a good, amazing single-player experience. Yeah. Nothing really compares to Overwatch anymore. And I, one of the reasons I used to hate multiplayer games was how stressed out it made me. But now I just find it exciting and thrilling, and nothing else gives me that. Was it Uncharted 4 this year? Yes, it was. It's and not I, even in I, your I top am, three. I am, con- I am conscious of leaving it off the list. No, Woo! it's not. I don't. I don't like. I think that. I think that game's ending saved a lot of it. But for the most part, I felt like it was uh, very much Uncharted 3, which was just, sorry, not as good as Uncharted 2. Wow, see, I'm looking over the list of everything I've played this year, and you're right. We've got yep. Doom, Far Cry, Far Cry Primal, which was good, but... Was which was good, but do you want to put that in a Game of the Year conversation? Uh, I don't think so. That's the thing. See, that's the thing. There's a lot in here that I can't... Wow, I'm going to have a hard time coming up with a list myself. That's right. Well, for me, Gears that... of War 4 will obviously make the list. We haven't played that one, but... Gears of War 4, for me, easily makes a... If, you're, if we're going top five, Gears makes it. Easy. But <clears throat> for me, I think it just comes down really to Darkest Dungeon and Overwatch. Yeah. Like, those are uh, those are the only games I need. I'm amazed that I still love Darkest Dungeon as much as I do. You'd think I would have put enough time into it, but... Yeah, but dollars per entertainment value... Dollars per entertainment value, it has more than paid for itself. Yeah, and you've bought Darkest Dungeon how many times? Uh, twice. Twice, yeah. Because it's crossed by on PSN. But when a physical well, copy right. comes out, it'll be three. Didn't you bought it on PC as well? I did. I bought yeah. er, I bought early access as soon That's as it was right. available. Yes, yes. Which is a long time ago when you think about it. Yeah, that was the beginning of 2015. Mm-hmm. That game has changed so much. The world has changed so much. <laughs> <laughs> the world is resembling Darkest Dungeon more and more. It is. It is. More Stygian and, and, and Lovecraftian. Far, far could more. die was, at any moment. There is maddening knowledge that I did not want to have. <laughs> <laughs> Your sanity points are slowly, slowly bleeding away. So, uh, okay, so what, what showed up first? Uh, uh, Forza or what was the other one? Exist Archive showed up first. Oh. So... I, but I really want to try that. I mean, oh, the way no, you yeah, describe it as as it because just, I I it know was just too slow paced. I it, know it, that once Forza enters the Xbox, all bets are off until I'm yeah. done with it. And and what's funny with that game is I will love that game. I will love it, and I will want to play it. And then in an instant, I'll be done with it. Hmm. I'll go from loving it to I'm done. The same thing has happened with with Horizon Two. I loved that game, but then I like reached a tipping point where I had enough of a racing game. And I never haven't touched it since. Even though I actually own that game, it's sitting on my shelf. Horizon Two is right there. I could play it again whenever I wanted. I haven't gone back to it. I am amazed that I have not gotten there with Overwatch. I, I used to play Infamous Two twice a year. Same with Okami. I would play through Okami at least once a year for years. It's been a while. Hmm. Yeah. So does that mean it's time for headlines? Uh, I think so. That's all I've played. Headlines. Uh, just announced today, Dead Rising Four will have four-player co-op. Uh, as long as that's not the main game, I'll I'll accept it. And I uh, when I'm when I'm making notes for what I'm going to put in the headline, what I do is I'm I'm scrolling headlines on my phone, mm. and then I take a screenshot of whatever I'm looking at. And just before the podcast, I got an email from Sony for a fifteen dollar credit, and I'm like, oh my god, is this part of their like, you know, so many years <laughs> of PlayStation? anniversary thing that they're doing right now because i heard that some people got gifts maybe this is just some little gift i got no it's because i spent a hundred bucks on psn in october <laughs> you, you know that whole overwatch the, yeah, that was, yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 
That's just a little rebate. <laughs> Sony, thank, th- thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Whale. Anyway. Yes, exactly. We've got but, you hook, line, and sinker. Here's a pittance. <laughs> so, in, uh, so there's this guy playing Watch Dogs 2. And I saw this thread as soon as it went up on NeoGAF. It was kind of mm-hmm. hilarious. There's a guy playing Watch Dogs 2. And he kills a bunch of people. And so these bodies are all splayed around. And he notices that one of the bodies is a lady. And because she's splayed on the ground, you can see right up her skirt. And... In seeing right up her skirt, he can see that her while she's wearing panties, they are crotchless. Mm. And have you seen the picture? Uh, I have. I wouldn't exactly call it very sexy. It was no, it's like, certainly yeah. not very sexy. And to be honest, I don't think it looked much like a vagina, really, no. either. Um, but the, the panties were clearly crotchless, regardless <laughs> of this. Anyway, so he puts it up on social media. He then logs into his... Uh, uh, because, you know, you share it. What the hell? Like, this yeah. is kind of crazy. Why would you do this, Watch Dogs? He goes to log into his PS4, and he finds out uh, he can't access PSN. <laughs> so he goes into his email account, which is associated with his PSN, to check it. He discovers he's been banned for a week for violating <laughs> Sony's terms of service uh, because, quote, contact of an adult or sexual nature is against our code of conduct. Mm. So <laughs> he got in trouble for sharing a picture of a game he was playing on their platform. Exactly. Um, That's rated this, mature, mind you. It's yeah. a mature rated game on their platform. The The story went viral. The next day he got home, found out that his ban has been increased to a month. Oh, see. And uh, okay. Vice Gaming's Patrick Klepek has reached out to Sony saying, what the fuck, why are you doing this to this guy? Uh, if there's been a response, I haven't heard it yet. <sighs> The, uh, the 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 mind police are, are coming now. This is double plus on good. Yep. Um, so you got rid of your vanilla PS4, right? Yeah, it is gone. I did the transfer and I traded it in and got a reasonable price back on it. Plus the disk drive was going. Shh, don't tell anybody. What, what's a reasonable price? I got one fifty back on it. But the drive um, was going. The, the disk drive was starting to go. Okay. So well, it was. I was having disk read issues. Well, enjoy like wide-eyed twelve-year-old who thinks he's getting a deal from GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> I'd sooner rip them off than rip somebody else off with a PS4 that's drive is going. <laughs> um, well, it turns out some PS4 games run more smoothly on the original PS4 than they do the Pro. Uh, Watch Dogs Two and Deus Ex both have lower frame rates on the Pro, no mm. matter what kind of setting you put them on. Uh, meanwhile, Battlefield 1 will run so much better on the Pro that they say it provides an advantage in the multiplayer. Nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it's really weird. Let's hope that... Um, it's still know. early. I mean, I don't know. It's I, early, I, but that's one of the things that Sony like locked down, said about the Pro, was that nothing can... You can only ever exceed... The, but the, the performance the, on the, the Pro. The fact that it works for some on these couple outliers means it's a developer issue. Like a memory leak or something weird like that. Maybe. Or they bumped up the resolution without really thinking of maintaining the frame rate. I mean, the, I, I like the idea that a lot of games like, like Infamous and uh, Tomb Raider did where they let you choose. Mm-hmm. Do, you want, do you want 4K 30-ish or do you want 1080p 60 all the goddamn time? I want 1080p 60. And it lets you choose. You can, there's a toggle switch in there. So, I mean, that's, that's the way to go. And if, if Watch Dogs 2 doesn't have that, that's Ubisoft's fault. Not so, so much. Ubisoft's fault. <laughs> um, 
action RPG Clayton Sengoku is coming to North America in early 2017 on PS4, Vita, and Steam. Uh, you can buy a special edition right now. I think it's through NIS America, but I didn't write that down. Mm. Uh, but it is a really lovely, uh, kind of top-down, almost like Zelda Link to the Past style, mm. uh, pixel art action RPG. And I remember seeing trailers of it like a year ago when it was announced for Japan, just like, oh, I hope that comes. I hope that comes over here. And I'm kind of amazed that it has. We're talking like Hyperlight Drifter kind of a thing, or more detailed no, than that? Oh, God. I haven't seen any pictures of this. I'll have it, to look it up. Yeah, it, it, it's really, really hard to describe. I would say it's closer to like Link to the Past than okay. Hyperlight like, Drifter. Hyperlight okay. Drifter is incredibly detailed and, and beautiful. This is beautiful in its own way, but it almost looks like... Oh, God, how to describe it? Like a high-res SNES game? Yes, sort of. Okay. Sort of. But uh, it, it looks gorgeous. The the action looks looks really fast paced and fun. And I love Sengoku Air Japan. So yeah, like everything go. everything uh, looks pretty good to me. Volgar the Viking uh, apparently will launch today on the PS4 and Vita with cross buy. Uh, let me see if that's actually up on the store. Uh, that's that store. came out on Xbox like last year, didn't it? If I'm yeah, thinking think, of the same I game, like, side scrolling, hyper difficult. I believe so. I think it's like a seven point five out of ten. Yeah, Volgar. yeah. I never finished it. I don't remember why. Maybe it was too hard. Well, I'm not very good at video games. Well, I'm not finding it on the PlayStation Store. Maybe, uh... It's a Canadian Store. It's not up yet. It takes a while to update. No, no. We Those clouds of smug kind of block things. <laughs> the internet... We, we get our updates at the same time you do. I know. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, yeah, PlayStation Store update. Do you actually buy things off the PlayStation Store, or do you go to your PS4 and buy them? I do go to the PS4. I should do it on my phone. But, uh, yep, it is up on the store. Apparently nine ninety nine with cross-buy. Hmm, that's not bad for cross-buy. Yeah. Ooh, and the Martian experience for PSVR is out. Yeah. I'm already seeing threads on NeoGAF about people who are already bored with PSVR. Yeah. And, you know, there's that's... responses from people on there saying, oh, I, lo I still love it. I'm really happy I got it. But... I I heard some decent things about the Batman VR experience thing that it was actually enjoyable, but it wasn't very long. Yeah, and it it's, wasn't it's an experience. It's not a yeah, game. Exactly. Exactly. The only VR game I know that's actually the only the only two VR games I'm aware of on the Pro that are actually games are uh, Res and Thumper. Eagle Flight. Is that actually a game? Yeah, it's a game. It's a multiplayer like flying around eagles, clawing each other game. Eh. It like doesn't look fun, it's but it's a, it's a game game. <laughs> it's not Overwatch. Overwatch VR would blow your mind. Overwatch VR would snap my neck. Yeah. <laughs> tracer. <laughs> Run back in time and suddenly you're looking at your own ass. What the hell happened? It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor has it, which has been corroborated by Eurogamer, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild will not be a launch title for the Switch. Uh, word is the localization is taking longer <laughs> than they expected. Wow, Nintendo cannot win for losing with this, this case. Come on. Well, they, they might win because according to Laura Dale, uh, the Switch will have two SKUs and the baseline version will start at 200 euros, which is about $250 US, which is a hell of a fucking price. Until I know what that includes, I refuse to be excited or not excited about it. Man, it could include the base unit and the two little things on the side. And if a bunch of people start telling me that this is actually the successor to the Vita, I may take a look at it. Mm. But then the question is, like, you know, how much internal memory does it have? 
don't know if they've ever talked about specs. Oh, how much you can actually save on there? Yeah, without yeah, buying because, little physical cards or whatever they're going to be. Yeah, the fact that I have 64 gigs on my Vita is a huge boon to me, and I'm constantly deleting stuff off it anyway because I have so much on That's it. That's really not much. Do they sell no, any not. bigger? Do they sell any bigger chips than that? No, that is the biggest, and I had to import it from Japan because they only sell up to 32 in America, and those will cost you 90. Here we see. That's. Uh, that seems like an incredible handicap for the for the volume of stuff out there. Yeah, it is. It is. And memory uh, is so cheap now. Oh no no no! This is proprietary Sony memory. Oh so you can't oh hack our Sony! System. It's somehow better memory than than. It's memory you. that doesn't fit in any other device. The, <laughs> um, the thirty-two gig card uh, off Amazon.com goes for seventy bucks. Gosh. I guarantee you I can find a 64 for import on Amazon, and that is $106.50. Oh, my gosh. Yep, I got mine years ago, and then I gave my 32 gig to Kayla. Uh. <laughs> Here, honey, here's something I don't need anymore. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, no, she loves Arita, or she loved uh. it. She hasn't played it much lately. But she did get into Darkest Dungeon a little bit. Huh. I'm actually amazed how long she, she put up with it, because usually she'll get uh, a game will, like, kill her, and she'll just be, okay, never playing this shit again. <laughs> And I, I imagine that's what happened. If it did happen, she didn't tell me the story of it. But <laughs> she liked it from what I what she told me. Um, Two fifty sounds that sounds about the right price if you're if you're trying to come in against the more the more technically advanced systems. Yeah, you really you really need to have that cheaper price point. Plus, that is that becomes the de facto game platform of choice when you're buying for your kid. Yeah. 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 And because I, I, I would not be at all surprised if the Scorpio comes out at 500 bucks. That would not... I mean, that's what I expect. That's what I'm saving for. Yeah. I mean, it's... that. I predict. Anyway. Uh, rumor has it that uh, Telltale's next major title will be a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Cool. Yeah. I'll play it. Yeah. I, man, if you, could, if you could play one episode as, as Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's just an offshoot starring nothing but him. I don't know. I mean, oh man, that'd be even better. It would just just rock just just rocket and uh, and um, Groot their adventures. Yeah. yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> that would be, but then it wouldn't be anyway. No, it wouldn't um, be full Guardians. No, no. So uh, Space Sim Eve Online has been a subscription MMO for its entire thirteen years. Today it went free to play. There and the people who play that game all the time are now feasting upon an ocean of noobs. I would imagine they are, yeah. That actually didn't occur to me. That game's a science. It is. It is. It is. Um, uh, when you when you look at screenshots of that game, it's ridiculously intimidating because oh. it's just full of information. Well, I mean, some of my favorite stories about gaming in general come from the, from come yeah. from Eve, though, about people losing fleets of ships worth real dollars, hundreds tens of upon, yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I mean, and espionage and, 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 you know, double agents. I mean, this yes. is, it's crazy stuff. And there's a Hiring someone to infiltrate this other, yes. this other whole fucking, like, society of people that control this one part of the galaxy. And you, and this one guy gets in there and takes everything they have. And then the goon squad attacks you with, like, thousands upon thousands of cheap ships. Yes. They lag death you because they're... <laughs> They're from something awful, and they do terrible things. Yeah, and that's that's the only reason I like I like Eve Online is because every now and again you read this amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> yep, of what happened in Eve this weekend. Won't touch it, but man, yeah, good fan fiction. 
The Last Guardian will have 4K support on PS4 Pro when it launches in December. Better, it's, better, it's basically a PS3 game. Better have 4K support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, today, just this afternoon, the Sombra slash Arcade Mode patch went live for Overwatch on all platforms. Uh, the download is a little over 10 gigs on PS4. Well, there's another level in there, isn't there? Um, yeah, what it is is uh, they built a smaller um, a smaller map for one v one and three v three game modes. Mm, okay, um, it's like um, uh, Watchpoint Antarctica or something like that. It's mm. like where May was stationed, and um, and so yeah, like there's there's a whole bunch of stuff to try. I think it's um, I think it'll take a while for the community to adjust to it. It wouldn't surprise me if they end up removing some game modes. Because already, uh, one of the things that this patch introduced was in quick play, much like in competitive mode now, you can't have more than one of the same hero on your team. So I can't play a game with two tracers. If I get into a game, there's already a tracer. I'm anyone else. Hmm. Which sucks. And so players have said that they're already noticing, like, they'll get into a quick play game, people will join and just quit the game. Probably if they can't because, be their character. Yeah, yeah. probably because yeah. of someone. And I will say this to anyone listening right now. If you're the type of player who does that, you are a shitty Overwatch player. <laughs> because, you know... But it's just quick play. Come on. This is the funsies stuff. No, no. There's another... There's Now there's a new mode. Because oh. quick play is now supposed to be the fastest way to play the, the pure game. And the pure game is, as comp intended... No hero stacking, because hero stacking is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Anyone who has gone up against a Torb stack or a stack of maze knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, it's just, and you can do it, you can overcome it, if everyone on your team understands what the uh, what the counter pick to whatever stack you're playing against is, you can totally do it. Another stack, probably. <laughs> yes, but if you're the only one who understands that, and you switch to Winston to counter a Symmetra stack, you're still going to die <laughs> because yeah. there's only one of you. Um, so, no, I really, I'm really, i really looking forward to actually no hero stacking in uh, in quick play. Okay. But um, Well, you have a stable of characters that you use, though. That's the thing, is I do. And if I can't be one, I could be one of three healers that I'm actually pretty darn good with. And I'm not great with Lucio. I did have some fun Lucio games over the weekend, though. There was one where I was on the pit on, uh, on Elios... And uh, and this Reinhardt was kind of on the other side of the arena, and three guys on my team were closing in, but I hit the speed boost, rode the wall behind the Rhine, and did Lucio's boop, which throws a guy like 10 meters in a certain hmm. direction, okay. and booped him into my team. <laughs> and my team just wrecked him. It was really, really good. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like I do have a bunch of heroes that I can play. I could play... Actually, Farah got an interesting buff, and I'm kind of interested in her. Diva got another buff that I'm kind of interested in. Mercy got a little bit of, bu- a little bit of a buff. So there, there's a lot of interesting stuff. And, of course, there's Sombra. I'm not... I don't think Sombra can replace Tracer for me. Uh, she seems a lot more utilitarian. Okay. Um, but, you know, she she's stylish. She's new. She's a new kid on the block. I'll probably want to check her out. But I don't think I'm ever going to get into a game and say, you know what, what we need here is a Sombra. <laughs> if I'm up against, like, a, a team with three tanks and a whole ton of defensive ults, I'm like, you know what, what we need here is a Sombra. And I'll go Sombra and I'll do something about it. But, okay. um, but I'll be surprised. Uh, you can also earn that hot, gorgeous new Genji skin uh, starting today by playing 15 games of Heroes of the Storm with a friend and linking it to your uh, your PSN account. So you and can and have, you, have you done this yet? Oh, fuck no. I'm not going to uh, do that. Okay. Right. I want that skin, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never touched, never even looked at Heroes of the Storm. 
I've never... I have looked at uh, MOBAs. I don't intend to again. I actually did play a MOBA once. Uh, awesome did, nods. Did you wash your hands afterwards, or was it... Uh, no, it was kind of fun, but very quickly the rest of the community became far better than me. Uh, okay. And really, like, understood the game and the mechanics a lot better than I did. And, uh, and yeah, just uh, got too hardcore. What was that awful Ratchet & Clank game that was also a... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I forget the name, but you're right. God, that was terrible. I don't think I even played it. I think I got it and then didn't touch it just because you told me what it is. Oh, yeah, it's it's not good. It's it's a mobile Ratchet and Clank, and I tried it yep. like once, and nope. Oh. And it's it's not just a MOBA. Isn't it a single-player MOBA? Yeah, it's weird. It's not even multiplayer, but you're, you're, you're expected to, to manage all this stuff, like MOBA Ness, but it's you against the computer. Gross. Which was like, why are you doing this? I mean, fine, you're experimenting with this. Maybe this will sell a few copies and generate money for a real Ratchet & Clank game, but that was not a... And that I mean, hell, years. I played that four-player one, and that was actually fun. There was that, that four-player cooperative Ratchet & Clank. Uh, all for one. Yeah, which yeah. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't a real Ratchet & Clank game, but even that was better than the MOBA one. Yeah, but the fact that it wasn't a real Ratchet & Clank game, not touching it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, on the, on the fighting game front, do you know who David Serlin is? No, nope, never heard of him. All right, David Serlin is a, does a lot of writing on game design, um, and he is partly responsible for the rebalance and, and re-release of um, Super, Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2 HDR, okay. in which they actually did do some tweaking of the characters from Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which is kind of a classic, but also horribly broken in some ways. Um, he is a longtime advocate of removing complexity of input as a barrier. He wants to make games easy to play because he wants Yomi or the mind games to be the dominant factor, not how well can you do two quarter circle forwards and hit a button at the same time. And to that account, there was a game um, last... Is this this fighting game that was just announced? Yes. Yeah. What's there it was, called? Uh, it's called Fantasy Strike. Okay. And it's based off of a card game called Yomi that he started last year. Started a couple years ago. Yomi's been around for a while. Um, they've already, not Serwin, but a game like this has been tried. It was called Rising Thunder. And it was all like a robot fighting game. And, and all the special moves were just single button presses, but they are all on a uh, timer where here's your uppercut. You've used it, but now you can't use it for like two seconds. Hmm. And that game was okay. Hit beta and then kind of died off. Um, Fantasy Strike is the new one based on the Yomi card game with characters from there, so there's a little bit of a built-in audience on there. Already looks better than than, than uh, Rising Thunder did, because Rising Thunder was kind of a plain robot thing. This one at least has some character to it. Hitting, uh, it's pre-alpha now, and you can actually play it if you support them on Patreon. Hmm. I just I think it's an interesting idea that they're, they're giving another shot at, at a truly mind-based fighting game, as opposed to reactions and difficult button inputs that is appealing to me it's it's I, I like the idea of it because you know in my head i'm great and it's always my hands that are the problem it's not not the fact that i don't know what i'm doing it's that i can't make the motions fast enough which is bullshit um that's i have many problems <laughs> with playing fighting games but it, it, it's one to keep an eye on i mean I, I hope it makes it further than rising thunder did serwin is he's got a little more of a name to it than, than rising thunder the people behind Rising Thunder did. So we'll see what happens with that one. But yeah, just keep an eye on it. It'll probably be PC only because it's easier to push no, stuff out that way. it's already got a post on really? the PlayStation blog. Um, really? I missed that part then. Game. Um, no, because they don't have any money behind it yet. But yeah, even this looks better than Rising Thunder did. 
Stop by our booth at PlayStation Experience December 3rd and 4th and check out our progress so far. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's another interesting idea. That, that I, I, I like the idea. I just hope that it actually is, is fun to play. And anything that makes the, the, the Street Fighter purists angry, <laughs> because there's a, there's a whole lot of gatekeeping that happens in the hardcore fighting game community, where as soon as you make a game easier to play, well, then you're letting the riffraff in. Mm. Well, everybody's the riffraff when they start. <laughs> and you're all the riffraff compared to somebody. So why don't we have a game where it honestly is in your head as opposed to in your hands? Mm. So we'll see. I, I am interested, if nothing else. And that's all I got. Yeah, I... I huh. Are you, are you I, tapped? Yeah, I'm about tapped. I got to go and... <laughs> I have a resounding evening of looking for a few more cores in ReCore before I can put that one to bed. And I wouldn't even do it. I'd let it go. But I looked at the achievement list, and the achievements on Xbox Live have started, much like they do on PlayStation Network, marking the percentages of people hmm. who get them. And just the achievement for finishing all of the story missions in ReCore, 1%. <laughs> so everybody, so, but everybody so, throws in the towel on this game before they get to the end. So 99% of people who tried ReCore did not finish it. Correct. Jesus, that is a shitty game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me of, of fishing for the Triforce pieces at the end of Wind Waker. And Wind Waker, I, what, you never, like never, that? No, I never played Wind Waker. Oh, yeah, Wind Waker, is a, it's a great game. Honestly, mm. I, I mean, I like Wind Waker a lot, but there's this awful segment at the end where you've got your boat, and you literally have to like sail around the map fishing for Triforce pieces. And it is, it is why God invented Game Facts, because nobody wanted to do this. They just One poor sucker did it, and everybody looked at his fact to see where they were, because it was pointless. So the game didn't like tell you where to fish? It gave you general areas. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a pretty obvious time padding thing. That's like my only fault with Wind Waker. I like that game a lot. I think everyone did. Yeah. I mean when if he first came out they're like cartoony link, what the hell is this? But then you realize that cartoony link is so expressive. Yeah, I really I really like the presentation and plus yeah. then you got Majora's Mask after that. What? Majora's Mask was after Link to the Past or was after um uh, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. I thought Ocar it was a... Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it was, it was Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker, <laughs> and then on GameCube it, it was... Uh, I'm sorry, Ocarina of Time and um, Twilight Princess. No, what the fuck? Twilight Princess was on GameCube, that was after Wind Waker. Yes. Yes. You went Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, that's what it is. Okay, all right. Yes, you're right, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Yeah, and nobody talks about Skyward Sword. No, nope, it sucked. <laughs> it, it was it was the it was the final nail in the coffin of my affection for modern Zeldas. I kept on wanting to like it, and then I played Skyward Sword. I'm like, fuck uh, it. I guess that DS one was pretty good. Yeah, I played. I finished Spirit Tracks. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So, but apart from that, yeah, I'm about tapped out. I am tapped out as well. Uh, it's a shame yeah. Alex isn't here. Yeah, we've no Alex. Alex is about. seeing the arrival tonight. Oh. And he will regale us with that next time. I hope that's getting some pretty good reviews. It is, and it's and it's scaring me because I thought you know Interstellar actually got some pretty solid reviews too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll wait to see what actually Alex has actually, to say on it. You know what's getting better reviews than anybody thought? Watch Dogs too. Yeah, I'm really deciding not to pay attention because you know what? All, Ubisoft games are kind of getting to the fucking Nintendo point where Ubisoft released. Because if you remember, Watch Dogs got decent reviews. 
There were a couple sevens in there. It but... did, but I didn't mind. Wa- I, I played Watch Dogs, and yeah, it's a seven, seven and a half. Which it's a is low the... seven. Nah. It I... is a low, boring, stupid seven. Uh, it was you, not fun. Did you finish it? I sure did. This was back when I finished games. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 and the chance calendar, it's the pre-Overwatch. That's right. And mm. I was not, I, yeah, I was not happy about <laughs> playing Watch Dogs. <laughs> Uh, I guess it's got more of a sense of humor now. It's not taking itself so goddamn seriously. Yeah, it, it seems really lighthearted. I saw a post on Kotaku that says, like, one of the amazing things about it is that you can make this guy look fly as hell, and here's all these cool, uh, uh, like, clothing brands that you can find in the game, and look how awesome this guy looks. He huh. looks like a total fucking super hipster cool guy. So and... they, they inject a little of Saints Row in there. Yeah, and there's uh, there, there's stuff in there making fun of Trump. There's stuff in there making fun of Ubisoft. Apparently, there's a whole uh, there's a whole uh, side mission about Ubisoft employees being pissed off because the next Assassin's Creed is leaked. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's about it for tonight. Thank you for joining me, Chance. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep an eye out on Chance's blog. We'll find a way to give that code away. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week.